Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. All right, Brad. Last week, you pulled some big trick on me. And ended the episode right in the middle of this this story. And I, I pulled I, you the know big what? trick of going, gosh, somebody probably doesn't want to listen to a two-hour episode. But, but Brad, you don't understand. I have waited two years, years, to talk about Rise of the Resistance with you. And we're not even there yet. So now, instead of our spoilery talk of Rise of the, Rise of the Resistance being at the end of last week's episode now it's going to be at the end of this week's episode hopefully so all you people <laughs> who haven't ridden rise of the resistance just be aware that at some point in this episode i hope we are going to blow the spoiler horn and uh, you can't listen past that if you don't want spoilers on rise so and you and and i if you somehow didn't listen to last week's episode and you're listening to this episode let me just reiterate Rise is awesome. You don't want to, you don't want to go on it, uh, having it spoiled for you if at all possible. So if you've somehow, like me, managed to remain spoiler free up to this point, uh, stay strong and stay spoiler free till you've ridden it. Then come back and you can listen to our takes on it and disagree with everything we say. So, uh, Jeremy, we left off. I had finished over at uh, Hollywood Studio. We'd finished talking about Hollywood Studios. Animal Kingdom, uh, not really a lot to talk about because all they've done is take stuff away at that park. <laughs> but I, I will say that um, I was talking to a cat. So, so we actually did a half day at Animal Kingdom. And before that, we went to Animal Kingdom Lodge and had lunch at Sanaa. And afterwards, we were outside, you know, just kind of checking out the animals and everything. And I was talking to a cast member out there and she was like, Oh, so y'all are about to head over to animal kingdom. I'm like, yeah. She said, well, so two bits of advice. She said, number one, if it happens to rain, ride the safari during the rain. She said, that is the best time to see the animals because the animals love the rain. Mm. Yeah. Because it, because it cools down and animals love rain. So she said, you will be able to see a lot of animals if you go when it rains, which unfortunately we get, we didn't get to do that. And by the time we, you know, cause we kind of went in the heat of the day, even the AC was not, you know, the lion was nowhere to be seen, but uh, honestly, outside of that, we saw quite a few animals. So still okay. But the other thing that she said was if you're going to ride flights of passage, wait until 3 PM. And I'm like, okay, huh. why 3 PM? And she said, because the way things are set up right now, everybody has, you know, all the people that have a park hopper are going to do Animal Kingdom first thing. And then as soon as their park hopper unlocks at 2 p.m., ah. they're going to go to another park. And she said, at that point, you'll see the wait times are going to drop. And she was. Oh, I bet they totally love right. it. Not just drop, but like drop to nothing. Everything in the park drop. Like it. And honestly, we were talking. You're talking about like a 45 minute wait before that, but drop to like a 15 minute wait. Wow. You know, after after 2 p or after 3 p.m. So, yeah, go ahead and keep those those two bits of information in your back pocket. Um, again, it wasn't that busy. the 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 Lion King show is good for what it is, but it's awkward. Um. <laughs> You know the whole yeah. What is it? So, so they so they got celebration rid of, the mon- of the festival of the Lion King. It's, it's it's festival of the Lion King light is what it is. So like they got rid of the monkeys, right? So they so they're not doing the monkey thing, which is sad because I love the monkeys. And then uh, like it, I feel like the most obvious time they still have the they still have the the fire, so that's cool. Um, but the the time when it was most obvious that things had changed was during the uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight. You know how they have the two uh, birds that come out Mm -hmm. and dance, and then they have her fly over the audience and everything? Yeah, they they can't do the whole flying over the audience thing. I'm not sure if it's COVID-related or the fact that 
the other bird is staying six feet away from her the entire time. <laughs> so, like, you know, it, it just... It just kind of makes that that dance really interesting when they're, you know, when they're supposed to be getting closer with the whole can you feel the love tonight and they're just circling each other at at, at six feet away. But it was it was still fun. Um, so if you if that's if that's all you get to see, that's great. You can you can still go and do it. But honestly, outside of that, there's there's not really a lot to talk about. But that did that did kind of uh, give me some information as to why, you know, because you and I have been talking about leading up to my trip, the way the wait times would would drop in the afternoon and how we were trying to figure out where that was coming from. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that cast member said that, it all suddenly clicked. And I'm like, oh, of course, that's the way that this is working. It's the same reason that if you're in Hollywood Studios and you want to ride anything that's not Rise of the Resistance, the best time to do it is also about 3 p.m. Because... Anybody who didn't get a rise reservation who either a already did their rise because they got it, you know, during the 7 a.m. allotment or B still didn't get it at the 1 p.m. allotment. They're going to head out. Yeah. And they're going to go to some other park. So the wait times for Tower, the wait times for Rock and Roller, like all of those uh, for Runaway Railway, um, Smugglers Run, whatever. All of that's going to go down at that point. Um so yeah, that's a that's that's good to know as long as this park uh, reservation system thing remains a thing. And since they've said it will for right now, I that could that could change some of my planning style. I think when we go back in March, because I'll you know like I think I would do because we are not park hopper people. I think I would do Animal Kingdom as an afternoon park again because that was great. It mm. was so. Like the, the, there were so few, like there were still a lot of people around, but so few were people around at that time. And it was, it was way easier to, to move around the park. Uh, and we did actually, again, small children make things take longer. We did have to take two days at Magic Kingdom to do it. And, and again, the longest wait was 55 minutes our entire trip. We had plenty of walk on it. You know, I think we waited 35 minutes for Peter Pan and wow, maybe 25 minutes for Pooh. Yeah, those are still they're still super low wait times. But we we were only able to knock out like Fantasyland and most of Tomorrowland on our first day. Uh, and then we knocked out the rest. We we kind of came in late the the next day. But part of the reason that we had so much trouble getting everything done on the first day was because we did Cinderella's Royal Table, which, uh, uh, you know, I and I talked last week about having the the server that just was good. Mm -hmm. It wasn't it wasn't Cinderella's Royal Table. And I'm going to I'm going to tell you that because I'm going to say that Cinderella's Royal Table was the biggest waste of money on this trip. Oh, no. Yeah. Which was a. bummer man the food was was good it was very good so i i had their their filet mignon and uh you know it came with the and had the heirloom tomato salad for the starter and the clock strikes midnight dessert and all of that stuff all of the food was was very very good okay um but the the ability for them to handle allergies was surprisingly not great like most of the time when i when i go to a disney especially like a like quick service it's it's hit or miss though i did have an amazing experience at captain cook's quick you know which is the quick service at polynesian where we were doing breakfast which is the worst time for nancy's allergies because it's corn peanuts and egg so corn is in everything <laughs> and anything that it's not, if it's a breakfast, it's egg. Uh-huh. Cause like that's, that is the breakfast food. And they, you know, they had a chef come, I think maybe he was from Kona cause he was, he had a Kona hat on and everything, but they, you know, they had him come in and talk with me and we worked out and she got like this flatbread thing with cheese and bacon on it, which sounds great to me. Uh, so, you know, we've had, we've had really good experiences, but like the chef when they came out at Cinderella's Royal Table, it was just. I think there was something going on in the kitchen, maybe or something, because 
they seemed very rushed and uh you know it was kind of like well what was it with the charcuterie they couldn't do you know that's hard to do because corn Mm -hmm. and nancy does not like raw tomatoes so that knocks out the tomato uh thing for the appetizer and then the last one was like some plant-based cheese thing and i'm like there's no way that does not have corn in it because it's plant-based cheese um so you know the chef's like well i i don't i don't really know and i'm like well could you do like a salad or something and the chef's like well we have a a kid's side salad uh and i mean we could do that and the kid's side salad is like uh iceberg lettuce and they throw a couple of like piece cheese cubes on that were you know because the kids meal comes with cheese cubes Mm -hmm. and you know, then a like vinaigrette that they made in in house that was good, but I don't know. It was just it was weird, and there was part of the the main dish. She had their chicken dish. There was part of that, like a biscuit or something that they couldn't put it on, and they just didn't replace it with anything. And I I don't know. It just it wasn't that that wasn't a very Disney experience. And then on top of that, you know, like Cinderella's royal table, you're paying for being able to dine in the castle, which was cool. Uh, and then you're paying for like character dining, right? That's why it costs the ludicrous and, and good food. Like those are the three things you're paying for that make it worth the ludicrous amount of money that it costs. And for the character, because of the COVID protocols, all that they would do is every so often Cinderella would come out. She would walk to three locations, wave, you know, she, and sometimes she would like wave at people at tables and stuff, but after being at Hollywood and Vine, this felt so not, you know, not worth it in comparison to what I knew they could do with character dining. And then she would walk away. And that's all you ever saw was Cinderella. So hmm. I don't at the end of the day, uh, what it's like 70 bucks a person to do lunch there. And while my steak was good, I know that I could have had just as good of a steak, just a just as good of a filet at La Cellier, and I would have gotten my mushroom and rice risotto. Mm-hmm. And for my starter, I could have had my my cheese soup, and I could have had you know a really good um, maple creme brulee or whatever. And I could have gotten my you know that amazing bread service and all that stuff. And it would have cost less than what I paid to go to Cinderella's Royal Table and the character dining and. You know, even the dining in the the castle just didn't make up for that. So huh. I just I, I mean, I don't know. I was and I and I've seen That's a, a lot of people say that Cinderella's royal table is not as good as it used to be. And I don't have used to be to compare to, but I can't re- if if you're thinking about it, I really can't recommend it. Maybe after covid times, you know, maybe it's better f- from the character dining perspective and that'll make it worth it. But not right now. Hmm. So, uh, outside of that for magic kingdom, I don't really, again, like there's not a lot to talk about that. We haven't, you know, discussed at length in the past, uh, wait times were short, do a lot of rides. I'm so glad. I'm so glad the wait times were still short when you went. Yes. Oh man. So am I, especially, especially with small children. That is a, that is a blessing to have those short wait times though. When you have small children, you also begin to notice things like Fantasyland having that one, you know, like two or three places to stroller park and then just having to lug your kid everywhere. Mm. <laughs> that gets to be a little bit long about the ninth attraction you're you're doing. Um, and I had never really noticed that before, but it's just, you know, you, you suddenly have a different perspective on on everything there. So I think that's a. Uh, again, I think that's all to talk about about Magic Kingdom. The only other thing that I want to discuss, and then we can get to Rise, Jeremy. I think we yes. can actually make it because I don't think I'm going to spend 45 minutes discussing this. Is Chef Mickey's, which is okay. you know we did so we did Chef Mickey for uh, we did what uh, Cinderella's Royal Table for lunch and did Chef Mickey for dinner because this was Wednesday, which was my my daughter's birthday, and Chef Mickey was. In comparison to Cinderella's Royal Table being the worst money we spent on this trip, Chef Mickey was the best money that we spent oh, on this trip. 
It what did, was, what was what did they do? Incredible. So first of all, characters. You know, they had they had all the characters coming out again, much like with Hollywood and Vine. They worked the rooms very, and you can tell like they've they've changed the way these rooms are set up. They've got fewer tables and stuff because and. and when I noticed it, Chef Mickey, I thought back to Hollywood and Vine and realized it was the same thing there. They would have packed more tables in this place normally, but they're leaving basically uh, walkways open for characters to go through. And, you know, they're making sure that they're interacting with every table. And I think, I mean, honestly, a big part of what made it worth it was just how excited uh, the kids were to get to see the characters. Like, mm. just... Uh, I mean, over bubbling over with excitement, you know, just like dancing around in circles, super happy, laughing, you know, and as a, as a parent like that, that can make just about anything worth it. Right. To see your kid just that happy mm. about something. But even on top of that, it was less money than what we paid for Cinderella's Royal table. And the food was very good, actually. I mean, I'm not like, no, was anything technically on par with the filet that I had at Cinderella's Royal Table? No, no, it, it definitely wasn't. But the food was very good. And they they brought out everything family style, which when you have two small children and a wife who's on, you know, allergy means that they're bringing out huge platters of everything for you to eat. So I had I had food for but like they just had so much selection. They brought out like three salads to start with. And so I took a little bit from each one. And then, you know, for the main course, they're bringing out prime rib, turkey, uh, salmon, uh, like cheese, like these Parmesan au gratin potatoes, mushroom gnocchi. So like is it just is it a prefix place? Yeah. Well, it's a it's a buffet normally, right? Oh. Like Chef Chef Mickey's is normally a buffet. So okay. they're just bringing, and that's the thing, dude. They will bring out all this stuff, and then they tell you if you if you want more of anything, you just say the word, and we'll bring out even more of it to you. But we're gonna bring out everything to you, so you can try all of it and decide what you want. And I, the only thing I ordered more of was dessert. And that's because Hope really enjoyed the, uh, they had these like Oreo Mickey heads, which mm -hmm. was, they took an Oreo and they had a half dome of chocolate mousse on top of that. And then they had these two little, um, chocolate medallion things essentially to, to be Mickey ears right on top of it. And I had looked away to to look at a character or something and when i looked back the mickey mouse ears off of one of them was already gone mm -hmm. and she just she she had grabbed the entire plate of dessert pulled it over to her had taken these two off and then proceeded to take every mickey ear off every single you know there's like four or five of them on this plate she took all of them off ate each one then you know took all of the moose off and ate all and i had some i had some funky oreos so i did order some more of those cuz i wanted to actually see what the moose tasted like uh but outside of that there was there was plenty of food to eat and the allergy like if you haven't if you have a food allergy chef mickey's is the place to go because the chef came out you know he talked with nancy and he's like trying to figure out and he's like okay yeah i've got this i've got this uh you know well we could do this maybe we could do this and he's like wait we're a buffet he said they're gonna bring out all this stuff for your husband to eat. So how about I just put everything that I can think of that I can make for you to eat on a plate and I'll just send it out. And so that's what he did. So hmm. like she got all of this stuff, you know, uh, in at, just at the same time as I was getting, you know, so they brought out some salads for her and then they brought out, you know, some of the meats, but maybe it was like without the gravy or with something slightly different or, you know, just these alterations to make them safe for her. And then for dessert, like normally if you have a, if you have a, especially a corn allergy, pretty much a dessert at Walt Disney world is going to be a bowl of fruit or a sorbet, which I mean, is is fine. Like she's totally cool with that. 
But this chef was not like she said that to him before he let you know, because he was like, so what do you think about desserts? And she's like, well, I'd normally get a bowl of fruit or sorbet. And he's like, but do you want a bowl of fruit? And she's like, you know, that's that's just normally what. And he's like, no, I'm going to do better than that. He sent out this this plate with like cookies and tarts and like all sorts of stuff on it and then had sprinkled it with uh, some sort of like finishing sugar that was like glitter sugar or something. So the whole thing was like sparkling and it was it was amazing. And we got to. So as we were leaving, I I stopped by because I saw the managers and I would just, you know, I had to tell them I'm like, you know, so I walk up and I said, hey, I just want you to know, you know, uh, I, I just wanted to to brag on uh, Chef Eric to you. And the manager immediately goes, do you have a food allergy? And we said, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our allergy chefs are incredible she's like i hear about that but i still want to hear like tell me how he made your tell tell me how he made your day and everything so uh yeah dude i there is there is no doubt in my mind chef mickey's is going to be on the uh on the itinerary for our for our next visit because that is that is where it is at and like again especially with the way things are right now it is a, it is such a great way and we've got to see all of the characters multiple times while we were there because they they're running them on a pretty good rotation and everything the only downside might be that your kids don't eat a lot of food because they're they're so amped up about getting to see characters and the characters are going to be coming by again before you know it with that jeremy i think it's time for our spoiler warning thank so, goodness if you have if you have not ridden rise of the resistance this is your last opportunity to turn back, turn back now, go to the end of the podcast, go ride Rise of the Resistance, don't listen to what we're about to Seriously. say. It's so, so good. That's, that said, Jeremy, Rise of the Resistance. Oh, my gosh. So freaking good, dude. Yeah. Oh, man. Man, just like, I the I think the, the, the weirdest thing to that ride was I didn't know when the ride was starting. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. because... You get loaded into I, I texted Nancy because, you know, of course, she's out where we had to do rider switch on that one, too. And she's out with the kids and she texted me at one point and she's like, let me know where, when you get there, because we had to go riding around. We couldn't just stay where you had left us. And I texted her and I'm like, I think I'm in the pre-show <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, that it was about the time that I it was like right as I was entering the deal with with Ray and uh, BB-8, uh-huh. which Dude, that that ray that projection uh, is hologram super yes. good. Yeah, that I I'm not a hundred. Did you ever figure out how they were doing that? It's like a, are they projecting on like it's pepper like semi Is it really? Is uh-huh. it that simple? Yeah. Man, it it looks great. Go watch a video of it and pay attention to the lights on the wall behind Ray. Because mm-hmm. what you'll see, what you see in that is. Uh, the light that's right in front of her on the wall is mm-hmm. reflected and it looks like it's behind her. But yeah, it's just Pepper's ghost. But it's it's so well done that you you would never know. Yeah, yeah. That was and and BB eight, like just how smooth that mm-hmm. animatronic works and everything. And the way that it's, you know, constantly pointing its little light around and everything. And so I was like, okay, so that's the pre show. And then the door opened and you're like walking outside? Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I, you saying you didn't know when the ride started—that's so true. Because yeah, after you leave the pre-show, you're outside again, and then you get onto this. You you enter this big ship, you know, and you've got the. My favorite thing about that was that all of the cast members that work in there are basically actors. Oh man, I so so you know I've I think I've talked about in the past. The the places that I wanted to work were uh, Haunted Mansion or Jungle Cruise because they seemed like they would be the most fun mm-hmm. to work, you know, or or possibly Tower of Terror because those were the ones that were the most fun because you kind of you could play a character in those. Nah, Rise of the Resistance, man. That's where you. That's where I want to work because yeah. you are definitely playing a character when you're when you're one of the Rise uh, cast sure. members. So you get you. So you walk onto the the ship, and the the first thing I thought when I walked on there was, 
okay, this is going to be, we're obviously going to have some kind of a, an issue. We're going to have some kind of a problem and we're going to have to, to exit this ship. And because you don't have to sit and there's really no, like, you know, there's no big yellow strap or something that they force you to hold on to. I was like, okay, so this is going to be, you know, it's going to sh- shake around, jiggle a little bit. Um, and then we're going to, you know, leave through what I what I thought in my head, the door we came in. And, um, you know, we'll do something else. Or we'll leave, not, sorry, we'll, we'll in my head, we'll leave through, we'll the, leave door through the opposite door. Because, because there's two doors on the ship. And so you'll leave through the door that's across from the the door you came in. And so I I got on, and immediately I was like, all right, let's go over to the other side. And so Claire and I stood by the door that we did not come in. And so you you do this this vehicle part, this show scene, um, and you get abducted, you know, or whatever, tractor beamed by the the resistance. And then the door that you came in opens, and you are in a totally different spot. Yeah, that that totally messed me up, too, because like you, I had positioned myself slightly, you know, because you get used to you get used to doing that when you, you know, you've done like Haunted Mansion or mm-hmm. whatever, or uh, what Tower, uh, again, is a good example of that. You learn where the, the opening is going to be, and you, you position yourself for that and I knew that this wasn't the actual ride because the one thing I I remembered was the concept art right where you're sitting in the the vehicle with the droid in the front and I'm like yeah. okay we're not in that and that was the concept art and there are ATAT somewhere so this can't this can't be the final this this has got to right. be another pre-show scene or whatever but just and, the yeah. fact that that ship is <laughs> rotating and you can't even tell. No, like because it, they're, it does they're not making feel... it. They're making it work with the 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 flying. So what you think is the acceleration and the the shaking around is masking the fact that that ship is turning around. And yeah, that just it's it's amazing that something that simple will blow mm-hmm. your mind if you if you're not expecting to see it happen. Oh, when that door opened. The, the door that we came in when it opened and it was the docking bay of that resistance ship with all the stormtroopers. Oh, man. My my mind was blown. And if that was the end of it, I think it still would have been amazing. But that's... Uh, I think it would have been a B-ticket attraction at that, that point. Is, but that is not even a quarter of the way through. Like there's still by, by so the way, much more notice, after that. Did you notice that those stormtroopers, their heads move? Uh huh. Yeah that that's when I because at first I was like, okay, so they got a bunch of mannequins, put stormtrooper armor on them. That's that's cool and everything. And and again, like that's basically all that they did. And they put some motors in the heads, but just the putting the motors in the heads or whatever made it so much better i think just that just that little bit of like yeah these dudes are military you know and so they're all standing perfectly still but every once in a while you get a little just random head movement to let you know like nah these are they're alive yeah and the first time i think i caught it out of the corner of my eye or something and you know i was like wait did i just and then so then i started watching them more carefully and i'm like oh yeah yeah no there's some there's a head move every once in a while from one of them so, so I, it, I it's will subtle, I will say which I love. I will say the hangar is the only place during my ride through where my heart dropped because there was a person in plain clothes that came out of a door um to so where you exit the hangar to the right of that there was a door and a person in plain clothes very hurriedly came out of the door and started talking to all the cast members in the hangar and I was like, "Oh no, something happened, and we're done." And they're they're about to tell you, "Sorry, but you're going to have to exit the attraction. We'll be sure to try to get you back on later, right. or something weird and like that." And this was, and yeah, and this was again day one of the attraction being opened, and uh, day seven of my trip. So this was the only time we had a chance to ride it. And so when I saw that manager, or whoever fly out of the door like that i was like oh no but 
then we we walked through down the hallway and got to continue and so it was just a big relief but that was the only point in the attraction where i was like oh man this is we're done yeah and the cat the cast members in there the the uh what the prison guards alliance or uh, the alliance officers or whatever is it the alliance i can never remember resistance now. No, resistance is what you are, right? Isn't that the first alliance or something like oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's a first order. First order. There we go. Thank you. Uh, so those the 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 cast members that were doing that were doing, I thought, very well. Um, you know, at kind of barking at you, but he, I don't know. They they walked the line very well. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of getting you in line, and then when you go in that cell, man, that. That was messing me up because, again, kind of like with the ship, I'm like, you know, I'm looking at this going, this can't be where it ends. Right. How are they going to get me out? So how are you know, like you're you're just trying to work in your mind. Like, what is the uh, what is the next step here? Yeah. And I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking around. And I'm like, I don't see any obvious doorways. So I guess somehow there's going to be a attack on the ship and some resistance people are, are going to let us out of our, you know, out of our bay, you know, out of our, uh, what cells out of the door that we just came in, but that's going to be weird. So I, I was really trying to figure that out. And not only is the video really good and convincing, but when that, when the effect of them breaking open the cell and getting you out of there, that caught me totally off guard. Oh, yeah. Completely. I 100% was not expecting. Like, I, I knew something was going down, and that's when I expected that door to open in front of me. Not for there suddenly to be, you know, somebody cutting into the side of the the cell to get me out. Oh, and on that video, I think, okay, because there are so many amazing effects, but one of the one of the effects that I appreciated the most in this thing was when that video is happening that, you know, it's very clearly projection, right? Sure. But they've got, so there's this, so there's a red light that is in the cell that's being projected from above. And as the characters are walking back and, you know, they're talking to you or whatever mm-hmm. uh, from that projection, they had, they, they set up that red light so that a shadow is cast on the red light. <laughs> So so that the red light is cut by their by the presence by of that Kylo person. Ren and, and what's his uh-huh. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the officer or whatever. So, you know, it's 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 a very small effect, but I think it was such a such a great idea because it gave them more what? It it put them in that 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 real dimension versus just being projection. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. But, yeah, then they cut in, and you finally get to get on the... And I'm like, okay, now we're finally on the ride vehicle. Yeah. Finally, we're on the... Like, so far into this, like we're on the ride minutes, vehicle. Like 10 minutes after you started, after the pre-show ended, you're on the ride vehicle. Yeah, it's, and... It's amazing. Man, the effects of, like, the, the blasters, mm-hmm. which, again, I think so... The best that I could figure, I, I wonder, are they just using like the, uh, what, kind of like what they do for like the rain effect in Living with the Land or Winnie the Pooh, where essentially they're just using like iridescent and just lighting up part of it? That was the some, best I could figure for how they were doing that? Some of them. The, okay, so. so The ones that are like, I, that you see the, you see the actual blaster fire going down that's those, that has to be what they're doing right those are I, I i believe those are leds in the ceiling they're very diffuse leds that are just firing off in sequence but, but there's I the don't... but there's the one where they're standing up on a bridge and it comes down an angle behind you i don't know about that one yeah i don't i don't know that was that was extremely impressive to me so though. so what was your what <clears throat> sorry i'm i'm very excited um so you, when you go into the AT-AT room, did you mm-hmm. go left or right? I honestly do not remember. Did an AT-AT shoot at you with its gun, or were you looking at the side of the AT-AT? 
No, the AT-AT shot, like we, yeah, because we went the up. The guns and folded you, down and shot uh-huh. at you from the head? Yes. Okay, you got the good yeah, yeah. one then. Yeah, like we were looking at the people in yes. the in the AT-AT, yeah. and then they like the guns folded down, and you're like, oh, crap, that's not yeah. good. Yeah. So the other, the other route, you go right, and you're going up the elevator looking at the side of the AT-AT, and then somebody shoots a, a blaster at you. But... Is is that part of the is that is that like the B mode for it or No, that's just where the 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 paths diverge. There are Oh man, I'm so glad that I got the other one. Yeah. That would stink in yeah. comparison. There are two points I think in the attraction where the paths diverge. And so you it's A mode both ways and you both you always come back together, but like so in the scene where uh you drive up and Hux and Kylo Ren are talking above you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a another. So I don't know if you got the same route as me. Then they would have been up and to the right. Yes, I was on, on the, the same route as you. On the opposite side of them talking, there is another place where they are up and to the left talking. So right. well, basically and yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I figured is where the other where the other vehicle had to yeah, be. Yeah, there's there's basically a mirror image of the second floor, uh, where they do you know the the other party does the lightsaber effect and and stuff like that. Oh man, that that lightsaber effect, dude, that it was is, cool because I, I didn't know where they were going to go with that, but I was not expecting a lightsaber to suddenly come through the ceiling. Yeah. It's so good. It's so stupid simple, but it's so effective to be sitting there and see that lightsaber come through the ceiling and like cutting. It's so visceral and the sound is so good and it's like the the best thing about the trackless vehicles in that ride to me is how frantic they are. Like it very, very clearly feels like you are in danger and they are trying to get you out of a dangerous situation. I never felt like, oh, this is a roller coaster or, oh, you know, this, they, they couldn't go as fast as they wanted to because safety the whole time I felt like we are really desperately trying to get out of a a bad situation. Yeah. And, and, you know, so many of those effects may be simple, but the, but the way that they set this up. You know, they are what it's it's the magician, right? Where this is look here, not here. And meanwhile, the trick is going to happen somewhere else. They're doing that all over the place. And so well, man. And then so like the I think the other thing that really got me way more than it should have is the drop. Yeah, well, hang on, hang on, because my... Okay, the, okay, do you want to go somewhere else first? My second favorite show scene happens in when you're still up on the second floor. Okay. With the huge cannons. Oh, the guns. I forgot about those. When yes, where you're going past them and everything. We pulled up, and and I what I've heard is that that is a random sequence. But we pulled up, and the gun was, was back. The first gun was back. And then it we're, like, sitting there, and all of it, or we're, we're rolling forward, and all of a sudden, like, the, the car slams on the brakes, and this gun lunges forward and fires and moves back and then the droid drives toward the next one and like this dance of these huge set pieces moving back and forth with the the vehicle moving between them like i was dumbfounded by that and i i just like i don't know how they choreographed that i don't know what they're what they're doing like but man that was just so effective if only or only really because of the size mm-hmm. of those cannons they're yeah. bigger than you are you know they're they're much bigger than than the vehicle and it was just so impressive yeah no i totally forgot i totally forgot about that yes no that and and again the way that you're seeing them light up as they fire and then mm-hmm. the way that that works with the 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 projection you know to where it becomes a seamless thing that they're working together. Like, uh, yeah, no, that was, that was wonderful as well. So then I, I, I will tell you my least favorite thing is the Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Jettison. Yeah. It yeah. Just, it just, the it way felt, that the ceiling kind of flat, comes down right? to, to, yeah, to, to block him or whatever. Yeah. 
when he goes, oh, and then the ceiling like very slowly uh-huh. rolls down. I didn't. Yeah, like it that. felt it felt much more like a curtain was coming down to yeah. to end the scene than it was. You know, the, and, and it's kind of the way that it comes down. You can still kind of see his foot sitting there. Yeah. The, so I, I like the Kylo Ren animatronic, like choosing to use Kylo Ren there, I think was a really good idea. And it was very effective. But yeah, the I scene overall really, is eh. I really like the B mode of that scene. So the B, I haven't the, seen it. The You should go look at it. The B mode of that okay. scene is uh, the ceiling is just down already. Mm-hmm. And when you're facing, you face the wall that's not opposite him, but if if Kylo Ren is west, you're facing the north wall. And okay. it's a video of him in his um, TIE fighter. And he he the TIE fighter pulls up to the window and he's just looking at you and he um, is talking to you and threatening you. I think it's the same dialogue but then his tie fighter gets, gets blasted shot, away or something and he he fly like does that like kind of rolling you know the way that tie fighters do when they lose a right. wing um i thought that was pretty good but then you get to far and away the best part of this attraction that is the most unexpected thing that i did not even understand what had happened until I was done and I was like sitting there thinking about it. There's the Tower of Terror is in yeah. Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, a little a little mini Tower of Terror. That drop is so visceral and so unexpected. When they said, All right, we're in the escape pod, I was like, Okay, we're gonna have the same kind of thing we did at the beginning. At, where at most, a, a Star Tours style, right? Yeah, they're going to do a nice thing because I, you know, you're on the second floor, so you got to get back to the ground level. So I figured it's going to be a super duper slow elevator down that's going to, you know, gimbal and everything. Um, nope, it is a it is a drop, man. They let you drop like six feet, and then they do the the really slow elevator ride down with the uh, gimbling and, and simulator type stuff. Holy which cow. is which is so much better than like because they could have they could have gone with the Tower of Terror full drop like and I know nowhere near the you know they had nowhere near the distance to start with so it still wouldn't be full but they don't let you drop the entire they just give you that little lurch yeah and I think J- that just little the, lurch is so much more effective the the okay you have released from the ship and you're now heading down to Batu right and, and if you go I, back and watch video of this. You can mm-hmm. see the little boots where the uh, the vehicle locks in. Yeah. And you can also see, you, you never would have noticed it, or I didn't at least, the, the vehicle, when you're going into that final elevator for the drop, mm-hmm. it takes another three seconds maybe to line itself up. Like, clearly, the vehicle pulls up to the, pulls up to the escape pod. It does some kind of scan to find those boots and then it drives very slowly in there and locks and, itself in yeah to prepare right and it just like tower of terror does you know you come out of the elevator cradle go through the fifth dimension and then get into the other cradle it's it's just that drop immediately once i once i figured out what happened i immediately was just mind blown and it makes it understandable as to why this attraction doesn't run right. <laughs> all of those so things, going on. Yeah. all of those things have to work. There's multiple elevators. There's those huge cannons. There's all these animatronics. The drop, like there's five different attractions in this one attraction. Yep. Oh, and, and now you understand breaks, why it ruins everything. Yeah, and now you understand why when we had that story about the ship at the beginning being closed and people just walking from the pre-show oh, into yeah, the hangar. Yeah, you, yeah, and you you being like, oh, man, that would be so bad if you had to do that. It would ruin the whole thing. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> it, takes a, it takes a huge 
uh, what takes a huge chunk out of it if you if you have to miss that part. Yeah, because it's all designed to build on the the scene before it so well. I will tell you that you know I went on it, so I was going to go on it first because Nancy wanted me to go and like make sure everything was okay. Uh, you know, she's got some, some issues with like flashing lights and things like that. And I, you know, basically I came out and I'm like, look, it's got flashing lights, but they're not bad. Like, you know, it's like laser fire and stuff. It's never like everything. It's not prolonged is flashing. or anything. Exactly. And so I think you'll be fine. It might cause you some issues, but it's worth it. And she came out and she's like, yeah, the flashing lights weren't bad. But you probably should have told me about that drop because that kind of it. She's like, that really messed me up because I was not expecting that drop yeah. to happen. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. It is. Yeah. Just just the way that entire attraction yeah. is put together is incredible. It feels extravagant in the way that they're just like, can we just put all the things in one mm-hmm. attraction? Instead of building multiple attractions, we're just gonna we're just gonna do all the attractions as one super attraction, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a camel, it's a camel, it's a, it's a horse built by committee, is yep. what it is. But it's a beautiful camel, man. Mm-hmm. And, oh gosh, I I if we hadn't had to do two days at Magic Kingdom, I totally would have been back over there to try to get in. And I didn't even tell you, I well, I didn't even I told you. I didn't even say on the podcast, I missed the 7 a.m. I don't know how. I had practiced this. I knew what to do. And somehow the the 7 a.m. allotments just said, nope, there there's none left when I got there. But I totally got into the 1 p.m. Um, I was, you know, worried a little bit because I was looking at like thrilledata.com and they were running slower than what they do on a normal normal mm. day. And I was like in the, I was like 104 and they were probably 20 or 30 boarding groups behind, uh, I think at one point. And, you know, they were, I think right now they're doing like 140 to 150. And so I was like doing the math and I'm like, Ooh, if they have another outage, this could be a day when they don't get to a hundred and they got to get to a hundred. So I, I was I was stressed a little bit, but yeah, that well, was... I am. I am so happy you had an all a mode experience, and that I think too. it's really funny that, too. that I. So I rode it day one. I rode it. I, I think so. We we rode before lunch, so we would have ridden like hour three of that being right. open, and you rode it two years later almost, and we had the exact same experience. Yeah, yeah, and we. We both went on to something the, that's notoriously side and yeah, yeah, notoriously unreliable. We had the exact same experience. Well, and that was the other thing that worried me was because they had had that outage that day, uh, you know, and you could tell because they were running behind. I'm like, what's not going to be working? Right. Like, what what part of the experience am I not going to get to have? And so, like when you when you texted me after or when I texted you after, and you're like. So did you get the all A mode? I'm like, I don't know. I think so. <laughs> Everything seemed sent, good. But... Just sent you a big wall of text with all of the uh, effects I could remember. <laughs> right. And I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Saw that, saw that, saw that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I must have gotten all A mode. But, man. Oh, and I Kylo looking... Ren in the hallway. When Kylo Ren jumps through the, the ceiling in that big, oh, long yeah. hallway. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Oh, man. So good. Yeah. So Again, so unexpected, unexpected and scary. Like very intimidating, and I guess yeah, they're using nothing, the, the, nothing like a good old jump scare. Yeah, I guess they're using the mission space uh, like window technology to create depth. Because mm-hmm. man, well, it, it sure it sure had a, a really good depth effect in there. And if you think about it, they use that same thing in uh, what is the what's the boat rides the. You know, the Avatar boat ride <laughs> is what I'm going to oh, call uh, it. Oh, Navi River Journey, yeah. There you go, Navi River Journey. They they use that same effect where they've got those, um, you know, projection areas mm-hmm. where you kind of see the animals walking by or the the Navi walking by and stuff, and it, it appears to have depth there as well. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they've been using that in a lot of places, but yeah, it works super well to yeah. do that kind of stuff, so... Uh, yeah, go ahead and and build some more. Like, I don't know, dude. Stuff like that really makes me want to 
Not that, again, not that I ever will, but really makes me want to see that Star Cruiser Hotel. Oh, I know. Yeah. There, nothing gets you more excited for the Star Cruiser than Rise. Because what are they building in that hotel? You know? Exactly. Yeah. What, what, what are they about to do to try to one-up themselves from this attraction? Because you've got to one-up yourself, right? If you're, right. If you're charging that kind of money for this hotel and you, you have this technology uh, available to you, I'm. I don't know, man. I, again, I, I'm. I'm super looking forward to seeing. I will totally spoil that entire hotel for myself with videos because it's going to be way longer than two years before I get to go there. I think. Unless, uh, are you going to start buying me the lottery tickets? Because I. I mean, yeah, I, I was going to say I maybe keep we... checking to see if I win, and I think the whole not actually playing is not helping my chances. Yeah, you do have to actually try to win. Yeah, is it's a it, real bummer. That, is that what the Texas lottery? You got to play to win or something? Somebody <laughs> has that. <laughs> oh man, okay, man, I am. I'm all jazzed up. This has literally been a a conversation I've been looking forward to for years. I'm very happy that you had a good experience. And now, and now I can finally watch the last episode of uh, <laughs> what is it? Imaginary, imaginary story, story or whatever. And I can yeah. watch behind the attraction. Um, even if they did steal stuff from a YouTube channel, uh, really good YouTube channel. What, what's that one? The art of engineering or whatever. I don't know. I didn't know about that. Uh, it's the, it's the YouTube channel. It's the one that you've sent me that has like the, the walkthrough of the, um, tower of terror. Oh yeah. How does, how tower of terror works? Yeah. That oh, one. They also have a, they have a video on how, um, rise works. Oh, okay. I'll have you to now. I'll have to go check that one out. But yeah, they uh, they were showing some images on Twitter the other day of like how their the artwork that they made themselves for their uh, their Tower of Terror is almost exactly like what was used on the uh, behind the attraction mm. for Tower of Terror. So. It looks pretty shady, man. And, and you know, it was one of those things where it's a production company that did it, and then Disney just paid for it to right. put it on Disney+, Plus, but still not a good look. So Whoopsie-daisy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, spoiler alert to all of you art people out there, if you're going to lift something, at least change it a little bit. Change it yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I don't know, put... Put like uh, squiggly lines instead of straight lines, and then no one will ever be able to tell or something. I figure it out, but if you're gonna if you're gonna have the big cheese paying you, and that's that's who Mickey is, then you know don't 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 make him look bad. You you won't like it if you make him look bad. That's when the black helicopters <laughs> show up. All right, well that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at MissingTheMouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, and until then, have a magical day.